It's, it's designed to, I mean, really multiple things in, in modern systems, if you will, are designed to keep, you know, us as quote unquote citizens, you know, thinking of ourselves more of as consumers instead yeah. of citizens and thinking of us ourselves in, in terms of, um, what we're consuming. And so now it's information, you know, or like yeah. a new business strategy or like, and, and it's this constant feel, the, the FOMO, the FOMO yeah. is going to be the end of us. Right? Like, <laughs> you, really, you really just need to sit back and trust that what you're doing is enough. Mm-hmm. You're in the right place at the right time. Things are evolving. You know, the seed is germinating, even though you can't see it yet. And, and just that we're not designed to do everything all at once. And yeah. that is not sustainable. Hey, 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 welcome to the fucking essentials podcast, where we remove all the bullshit and have a real and raw conversation about the essentials needed to leave a legacy. We'll discuss all things business, life, and the balance of the two to become our multi-billionaire selves while smoking a joint, drinking a glass of wine or two, raising kids, and all of the in-between. Don't forget to subscribe and join us each week as we unravel the building blocks to designing a business and life we love while cultivating an impactful community and leaving a legacy. I am your host, Ari, the CEO and co-founder of AK Essentials, three-time entrepreneur, digital business building and marketing expert, and your innovative industry disruption badass. Today on the Fucking Essentials podcast, we have Megan Swan, who is a mindset and wellness coach that designs custom approachable wellness lifestyles for ambitious women. Hi, Megan. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Of course. I love the title of this podcast, by the way. Congratulations (laughs) on getting that one. Thank you. So tell me about your journey. What has led you all the way to the Fucking Essentials podcast? Oh my goodness. Well, I'm 42, so it's been a long journey and I will tease out some important highlights that I think are relevant to your audience. Um, Let's start when I was 30 years old and living in Toronto, I knew that something, there was more out there for me. I didn't Mm -hmm. really know what it was, but I was in a good enough wellness place um to know that i should follow my intuition even though it was you know it didn't in air quotes make sense to anyone so i went on my own eat pray love of sorts in my mind i was going to go to mexico (laughs) for a year and teach english or yoga and then i was going to go to bali because that seemed sexy and then i didn't you know i was going to see like where the world or love took me kind of thing and yeah long story short 12 years later i'm still in my first stop here in mexico (laughs) and um i've built a life for myself here and i I think the only relevant piece like previous to 30 uh was you know when i discovered yoga because that's kind Mm -hmm. of what i look at as my gateway drug into wellness if you will before i started practicing yoga and then became certified to teach 
I, and even there, if there was like a decade where I lived, you know, two very different lives, you know, um, between, you know, sort of very socially acceptable drinking three to four days a week and then sweating it all out in an Ashtanga yoga class on the weekend. <laughs> it, was, it was what I considered balance at the time. And, but it definitely, it's what got me into my body. It, you know, it started planting these seeds of spirituality, of getting into my body, of even caring, like what is, what I'm consuming, mm-hmm. all those things. So um, fast forward, let's say, um eight years uh when i got pregnant and then breastfed and then got pregnant and then breastfed another child i had like a four-year window where you know culturally we are a little bit more obsessed about what we're eating and that we're not drinking and that we're not doing drugs and smoking and all these things so uh that kind of was this blessing in disguise in many ways of course as you know as a mother um Mm -hmm one of the most rewarding and most difficult jobs in the world that you, it just gave me this, this new perspective that it's like, why do we only care or, you know, all these things that supposedly affect the fetus. Well, mm-hmm. you know, obviously they affect us on some level. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe it takes like a whole lot more of it, but still, so it just started blossoming this awareness that I did not have. And uh, then I started working with a health coach who introduced me to the concept of health coaching. And I quickly signed up to become certified myself. And it was like this perfect marriage of all these things that I was interested in because, you know, the problems in the industrialized food system, it's very political. It's very, um, you know, I've always had an interest in geopolitics and human rights and all these things. And, and there's like a lot of crossover there. So, um, and, and I knew that, you know, yoga was going to be a part of my life, but you know, I had opened and closed a couple of yoga studios in Mexico yeah. at that point. And, and I like teaching yoga, but after doing it for 25 to 30 hours a week, I knew yeah. well, that, like I needed to do something else. Like that wasn't going to be interesting enough for very long. <laughs> Um, not in props to yoga teachers that take it to a whole other level. And I'm not saying it can't be one of the most beautiful careers. I just knew personally for me, right. Um, in yourself. Yeah. I, I needed something more complicated, maybe (laughs) (laughs) totally. uh, Yeah. I get, I, I get fast forward to now basically where I've coupled, um, my, my coaching, which started as health coaching, sort of ebbed and flowed into wellness, which I can break down like what I look at as wellness. And um, over the past year in particular, I've really added mindset into the mix because ultimately I know in order to have sustainable changes, we need to have a shift in yes. how we think about things and sometimes even in our identity. So that's the intro. <laughs> I love that with your journey. It's it's kind of like you just explored life and you've been able to find the sweet spot for you by going through life and exploring the things that interested you. Um, yeah. So let's talk about what wellness is to you and how you optimize it. Definitely. So I focus on uh, six pillars of wellness framework. Mm-hmm. So with clients, we really focus on uh, consistent quality sleep, 
connection, which means like your connection with yourself, but also your relationships and your community movement practice. You know, I don't talk necessarily about exercise because there's a lot of ways you can optimize movement in your life without doing like a hardcore cardio workout every day. Um, and then clean, intuitive plant-based eating always comes into the conversation and then some sort of mindful or spiritual practice. And the last one, uh, last pillar is joy, like getting something on the calendar once a week that really sparks your creativity and that there's zero expectation on what, what is, what is coming out of it. It's just for joy, for fun. Right. Well, one, that definitely sounds like something that I need in my life. I understand that, especially when you're starting a business it's jump into the work and Mm -hmm. you forget literally all the six pillars that you talked about right and the first thing to go is sleep first thing to go is is how you eat and how you take care of yourself and the exercise and movement um not just as a business owner but as a mom as well those things go straight out the fucking window when whenever needs and necessities of life are coming up um for other people and you have to prioritize that in your business and your clients and i i love that the the first pillar is sleep and making sure that's such a priority um because it 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 just mentally it affects everything like it's so underrated i mean it is literally the number one thing you can do to buffer yourself against burnout, against you know stress in general, against all the health problems, like the low-level mm-hmm. inflammation that's results from not taking your care of yourself in other ways, from stress, yeah. from um, you know, your environment, all those things. And it's you know, we can have a whole conversation about it, but I mean, there's, there's the time you're sleeping, which is uh, important, but really it's the quality. Like some people mm-hmm. think that their sleep cycle is like when they're in bed, even though they might be sleeping right. on their phone or watching Netflix or something like that. And that's not quality rest and restore sleep. And so it's getting people to a point where they're sort of honoring their sleep cycle, yes. which usually involves, we'll get jump into the digital wellness, mm-hmm. some digital buffers on either side of your, your sleep day. So, you know, not turning your phone to your phone, like the second you wake up yes. some, some sort of ritual before, whether it's as simple as brushing your teeth and, you know, breathing and maybe stretching or something. I personally love meditating, but meditation mm-hmm. isn't necessarily for everyone. Um, but I try and not, you know, check in with the world until I've really checked in with myself. So sometimes that's 30 minutes. Sometimes it's even two hours if I'm you know, like really in the zone. And then the same thing at the end of the day, like not being the last thing you do is checking your email or checking the news right. or anything that's going to trigger and impact your ability to really, you know, um, unplug for the evening. Um, we One of the things that I wanted to talk about is that a lot of times wellness is kind of brought up as a only for spiritual people and a lot of people run away from it because they're like i don't have time to meditate or i don't want to sit down with crystals or do the yoga and they will believe that those are the only ways that they can um be be involved in wellness so what are the 
benefit the different variations that other people can use outside of the quote unquote typical wellness practices definitely well i mean i really truly believe that there is no one size fits all wellness you know if you're working with anybody be it like you know a dietitian a nutritionist a, a coach that's telling you that they have the plan for every single human on the planet yes run the other way because that doesn't even make sense i mean we're so bio individual mm-hmm. you know and and we're bio individual even across our own lifespan or as women across a month you know like there's right. seasons there's where you are physically in the world your blood type your gender like so much going on that you really have to figure out what works for you and so back to your point like mm-hmm. i empower i usually work with women i do work with men sometimes um people to have like a wellness toolbox if you will and what i really teach people is how to tune in and know for themselves and trust that they know like what is the tool that they need to implement at a given time and that's the other thing like you can't implement all those things at the same time you're just gonna have wellness (laughs) burnout which is completely counterintuitive to the practice right so if you like crystals, cool, like go with crystals. If you think that is like crazy woo, well, then that's not for you. Just ignore right. that, you know, and, and stop judging yourself for not wanting to jump on that bandwagon, you know, because that's mm. a huge energy leak too. That's like, uh, I'm stressed, you know, I'm, I feel like I should be meditating, but I've tried it and I hate it. And, and so you have this like inner dialogue of self judgment that you're not a meditator, yes. or you're not good at meditating. And like that's adding another layer of stress that's just, silly. So I really give people options, like, for example, in the spiritual mindfulness, well, mindfulness can be just being slightly more present in what you're already doing. So as moms, you know, we're pretty much always washing the dishes. So Mm -hmm. instead of like frantically washing the dishes and resenting everyone else in your house that they don't care, or they didn't do their dishes, you know, just except like, this is my loving service in motherhood at this stage of my life. And, you know, maybe you see a rainbow in the bubbles, or maybe you can tune into like, what is the, the texture of the soap? Maybe there's, uh, you know, what, what are you smelling? What do you see out the window? Or what are you hearing? Just do something or, you know, feel your feet on the ground, just do something to ground yourself and be a little bit more present in the moment and out of your head. Yeah. Or, for 10 seconds, 30 seconds, doesn't have to be 10 minutes a day, just these like micro moments. Yes, where you're outside and you're stuck at a light in traffic, like instead of, you know, hating life and being annoyed and staring at the license plate in front of you, put on an inspiring piece of music or a podcast or look up at the sky and see what does it look like different from yesterday, just those like, slight shifts in your attention. Yes. And that, that's really one of the main benefits of meditation is it allows you to have, feel like you have a little bit more power over where your attention's going. That is one of the side benefits, but you can get that practicing it in other ways, like um, those suggestions. The two things that you pointed out that I loved were, one, connecting with your intuition. I do think that is a fucking essential, right? And understanding that in all areas of your life you are different than the next person and it's okay for you to pick what feels right for you i've definitely gone down the route of beating myself up thinking that i'm not great at meditating or i can't stick to a morning ritual or it just doesn't look flowy and pretty enough or even down to trying to um start a plant-based diet i've started and stopped 
since 2014 like back and forth i'm attempting to do it and stick with it and what usually occurs is the the pressure from all of the outside and not really listening to myself um and then the second thing of finding those micro moments and connecting because with being a mom and having mostly little ones right like my my youngest three range from one to four and they they have a lot of needs they have a lot of i need your attention and i've actually had to implement for myself when i'm working if they're coming and expressing that they need a need then i'll stop and connect with them in that moment or i'll stop and tell them hey it's it's mommy's time to work this is a boundary right here so that i can stay focused and in the zone or when i'm with them i can stay focused and in the zone with them and yeah intuition and and connectedness is so important especially as building um a business in this digital age because there's so many fucking distractions <laughs> yeah well i mean there's a lot that you just said like one i think definitely this applies to business and you need to trust that you know what's the way maybe not that you know but like given the menu right that you can you can trial and error things and if it doesn't work just trust it's not meant for you and move on and find what does work and um and and really it's counterintuitive to how we were raised that's why it's so hard you know we're raised that there are these authorities that Mm -hmm. know best and like tune out what you your inner gut like you know intuition Mm -hmm. your gut sense is telling you and you know fold to whatever said authority you know we start that's how our whole school structure is is set up right so i mean that is changing and um but yeah, particularly for women in the online space, you have to just just tune in. And and to your point with uh, with children, like it's patriarchy that makes us feel guilty for saying for setting those boundaries. You know, like right. no, no human is capable of being present with anyone or themselves for 24 seven. You know, it, it's, it's not possible. <laughs> and so to set like much more realistic boundaries for yourself, it's like, I'm going to try and tune in with each child each day for a moment, you know, whether that's like yes. looking into their eyes, you know, like enjoying their sweet cheeks. Cause you know, they're not going to be so soft forever. And, or, you know, like, just giving them a little foot massage when, you know, you can just see that they need your attention yeah. and you don't, you don't have it to have like an engaging conversation. Another like mom hack is I, you know, <laughs> there are some great podcasts for kids out there. And when I, you know, don't want them having screen time and I'm just exhausted to have, you know, uh, an engaging conversation, yeah. it's like, all right, let's listen to a podcast. And then you can kind of pull from there. And it's like, it's giving them you know, content that's not you necessarily, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's curated. And um, yeah, just also their energy leak, taking the layer of self-judgment that you can't do it all the time. It's impossible. Yes. Yes. Um, Our seven-year-old and four-year-old, they do go to school and they go to daycare and it's, it's seeing those things where they come home and there's a problem and they believe they don't even know the solution to the problem that they have to come and ask what's the next step for everything and uh with our seven-year-old we actually had him because he he struggles with his focus and it, it frustrates him so 
we said, hey, write out the steps to your your morning routine and to your night routine to get ready for the day. And it's literally up on the wall in his handwriting. Um, And he gets to tell himself what his his morning and his night is going to look like, not having another person tell him what's important to him, what's priority for him. So, yeah, I, I, I love that leading into the mom thing um tell us about your book 10 day detox a guide for moms to feel more energized and find their balance naturally sure well that was one of my first you know passion projects if you will i always like the idea of having a book and i'm actually going to publish another one hopefully next year um still hasn't been written it's it's up here uh, <laughs> in my head it's still chapter <laughs> one that's down on paper but um i think moms in particular, and, and this is, you know, points back to my story of how I even mm-hmm. got more interested in wellness is that I was just, you know, at that point, I think my kids were one and three or two and four or something like that. And I was just going through my days, you know, like yeah. I was just barely making it happen and not enjoying life on autopilot and on autopilot. Exactly. And part of it was because as you said, in the beginning, like those things, taking care of ourselves is, is kind of the first thing that goes out of the wind goes out the window. And so I wasn't, you know, I was eating like relatively well, but not like mm-hmm. I do now. Uh, I was still, you know, participating in wine when I had the chance, I was not prioritizing my own sleep cycle. Like everything yeah. was about their sleep cycles and, and all the other things. So the point is I really wanted to inspire moms mm-hmm. to, take better care of themselves, it tune into this really incredible intelligence our bodies already have, mm-hmm. you know, like you can do that detox in a 10 day period, like as, as sort of like a, a deep reset to your system and detoxes are important in that sense. But I, since writing that book, I teach more, you know, there are 50 plus recipes in that book, you know, oh, nice. the more you can include them into your, into your day, into your yeah. week rather. And, and just trust that your body is naturally detoxing itself. It is very intelligent, very um, capable of doing that. If you give it the right tools, which is water, fruits and vegetables, you know, on, on as great a supply as you can and, and remove the layer of judgment of when that's not happening. Right. Right. <laughs> um, and another thing that I, I think we can always, I mean, there are a lot of recipes that have superfoods and that's, you know, very mm-hmm. trendy, but some of the most powerful superfoods are not these expensive weird things you've ever heard of. They're spices like ginger and garlic and cinnamon that you probably already have in your house. So it's also just about um, maybe reconnecting with knowledge that certainly like our grandparents generation had more um, integrated into the the home. And and now because we've relied on a, a sort of outsourcing yeah, our, our food to supermarkets to, you know, processed food and all these things, we've kind of disconnected ourselves to yes. nature and to this, this nourishment that we're seeking, we get energy from plants. And so the more that we can have fresh fruits and vegetables in, in our diet, the, the better, but I mean, it's, it's complicated. It's so expensive to eat yeah. well. And, um, And I guess the other inspiration for the book was all of those recipes are just like a bunch of things thrown in a bowl, you know, like there's not any complex cooking there. I love that. I really like to inspire everyone, you know, 
avocado toast is not complicated. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can sprinkle some sesame seeds and some chopped tomatoes and some high quality salt and you're like up in your ante, but it doesn't need to be complicated. And all of those recipes, most of them are bowls, mm -hmm. are, you know, a series of 10 ingredients. And I mm -hmm. like them because they're great when you're a mom deconstructing what's on the table can be really fun for the kids to put whatever they personally want in their own bowl. But also, you know, so-and-so doesn't like this and so-and-so doesn't like that. And so instead of them not wanting like the whole thing, yeah, like, and, and they're more interested in eating it if they feel like they've taken some sort of ownership over the preparation or, or the decision of what goes on their plate. So there's a little bit of uh, a few tidbits of what's in the <laughs> um, Making a, a switch over to the digital space, um, I wanted to ask, what are your thoughts on hustle culture and its impact on entrepreneurs? Ooh, big question. Um, I think it's really toxic. It comes from a very, um, not that old, but older male dominated coaching culture. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, also sort of like the, I think of it as like the lifting weights, you know, yeah. it's like a very masculine and there's lots of incredible women that are in that space. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's not sustainable is what I think. And that's one of the reasons I teach an, a sustainable integrated wellness approach. You know, like anyone can do that for two, five, 10, 20 years, maybe, but is it a lifestyle that you're going to continue on forever? It's similar to like um, high profile athletes or ultra marathon mm -hmm. runners, for example, they do that kind of insane training yeah. and hustle for you know six months and then they have an event and then they take like several months off yeah and that's what's missing in in corporate america that's what's missing in hustle culture in the online space there's no one thought no nobody feels like they can take a day off or you yeah know, like maybe they take the weekend off if they figure that out but it I'm taking for the first time since I've started my online business, which was like everyone in the world, March, 2020. Um, I say that, you know, sarcastically <laughs> and yes. <laughs> tongue in cheek, but um, this, this holiday season, I think this will come out in January, but I'm unplugging for, I say three weeks for sure. It'll be two weeks where, and it's almost this fear. Like, I think yeah. that's what needs to be called out a little bit more is you just fear like, it's like this house of cards. It's all going to come falling down if you don't post or you're not present or you're not hustling. And what I do a lot with clients is bring in the feminine energy. And the feminine energy is trust, mm -hmm. trust in the process. The feminine energy knows that you plant a seed. Yeah. And like you, you running in circles around the seed is not going to make it grow any faster. You know? Right. You may as well just water it, sit back. You know, there's certain things that you can do to help it germinate, germinate a little bit faster, maybe, but there's a lot of trust that it's just going to yeah. happen, even though you can't see what's going on below the dirt, it, yeah. something's happening and, and tuning in back to that inner knowing of, of what's aligned, what's aligned action. Um, I, I really bring uh, human design and also this feminine energy into my um, work with clients so that again, toolboxes, you know, it doesn't resonate with everyone. Yes. These things. But in order for someone to have a, a greater, deeper appreciation for their intuition and knowing like those little 
those little senses, those little instincts we have, mm-hmm. they're really powerful. And, um, you know, most people that are hardcore into hustle culture yes. have know on some level that it's not sustainable. Like something is telling yeah. them that they need to get off that wheel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I love that you brought up human design because in the past few years, human design has made such a shift for myself. Um, discovered a couple of years ago, I'm a projector, discovered mm. earlier this year um, that the two youngest children are also projectors. <laughs> and then finding the balance even in our household because my partner and our oldest son are manifesting generators. So even the way in which we work is so completely opposite. And I think it is a great representation of finding the balance even between the masculine and the feminine energy and um, finding that in, in your business. And I think a great way with the example you used of the athletes, you have a period where you're working and you may really put in that masculine energy into that. You're getting the work done, you're training hard, you're building up all of the pieces. We're seeing people do it now as we're moving into 2022 for their businesses, but then take that time to settle in and know that you don't have to work all the way until January 1st, right? You can take the time to chill out and relax because you've put in the work You've, you've planted the seed, give it the time to sprout. Yeah, exactly. And, and of course there's, you know, the masculine energy is the strategy as well. And yeah. so, you know, one strategy is take time off when everyone else is going to be less present online and right. also taking time <laughs> off, right? Like instead of, uh, I don't know. So there's, there's a strategy and then the project, I seem to like most of my clients for some reason are projectors. <laughs> And it's this, it's this deep process of yeah. helping them give themselves permission that their <laughs> ebb and flow of energy and workflow is completely different than what we've, you know, the nine to five box that we've yes. been raised with. And, um, and yeah, just appreciating that like really no one is designed to be on 24 seven or even, you know, 365 days a year. And I think we just need to be a little bit more transparent about when we're taking breaks. I know I always appreciate the people that are like, you know, they make a post like out of office, like basically I'm taking a break. (laughs) And like, you're not offended. You're not like, if anything else, you're like respect. Like I wish I could do that more often, you know? Yes. It's like, I love that you communicated to me and showed me that you're respecting your time and I've got to do it. There's been such a huge surge in people going like, I'm telling my clients that this time is my time. Um, a YouTuber that I follow, she's got two little ones already, runs her business and her and her husband just found out they're having their third baby. And she did a YouTube video saying, I'm disappearing. I'm taking care of me because I'm growing this baby and she has a two-year-old and a one-year-old and so she's like it it's time to put energy into me and i need y'all to respect that <laughs> so i love it i i love people taking back their power and that leads into my next point of um you know life change for everyone march 2020 and with that that massive shift people are prioritizing their their wellness mentally physically spiritually um 
And I think that it's, there's a concern that it may be a trend, but I think, I think people are going like, no, this is permanent. This is here to stay. Yeah, no, it's here to stay. It's growing. It's a, it's a giant, giant movement. And Mm -hmm. I think what's going to sort of um, become more clear moving into 2022 is less is more, you know, because particularly those of us that are type A personality, like myself and many of us are in the online space (laughs) that, you know, you hear about something and then you just think you have to add in all those things. So back to the toolbox, you know, it's going to be more about figuring out what are the things that really help me in this moment, make me thrive. Right. And letting go of all the rest. And, and to your point about the morning routine, you know, you're, you're, you start something and then you fall off. I think a large part of that for most people is because they don't give themselves permission mm-hmm. to take those ideas, that knowledge, and then make it their own. It's like maybe eating plant-based three days a week is what's meant for you or one day a week or, or one day a month, you know, and like remove all the judgment of what that might mean from some external authority that's judging you because it's not yeah. their plan. Right. And same thing with the morning routine. Um, you know, really tuning into our feminine energy is like, what is, what do I need to feel nourished today? Like maybe it's another hour of sleep. Yeah. Maybe it's watching a movie with my kids and actually being present with them instead of scrolling on my phone and doing six things at once. Or maybe it's my meditation combined with my exercise combined with my plant-based meal, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, and not judging myself for the days that it's the quote unquote lazy version of right. my my routine it's just like remove those those judgment frames yeah that's that's the um biggest thing that i struggle with um especially as a projector i'm i'm usually waiting for someone else to give me the permission and the okay to tell me that it's right um and especially now everyone's sharing their thoughts and opinions on social media from business to wellness to personal life to being a mom and uh my partner and I actually had a conversation yesterday because I, I saw a post and immediately I went into like, how do I implement this into the business? How do I imp- make this work in here before even taking the time to think, well, how does this work for me? Is it even necessary? Right. Is it even necessary for me? Is that what I even want to do? And I, I jumped straight into it you know, which led into a disagreement because he's manifesting generator. He's very tuned into what is great for him. He knows exactly what feels great for him. And it's that, that those reminders that just because you're seeing things, it doesn't mean that it's, it's for you at all. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's kind of like a, a double-edged sword, right? Because Mm -hmm. you have all of this, you know, spiritual woo culture that kind of does tell you to think like oh if it's in front of you it's it's like somehow it's a sign right but right you you need to cultivate that ability to really figure out is it a sign or it's just something in front of you right (laughs) right (laughs) i mean like knowing that that message is really more to help you remove the layer of fomo yeah you're not seeing everything you know, yeah. like it's that, that's more what that message is for. And then, and also 
you need to know that not everything is for you, even though it's you saw it that day or it's in, in your path. But I mean, full transparency, my journey over the last um, year, mm-hmm. you know, I worked with several VAs mostly so that I could get on multiple platforms because for that same mm-hmm. reason. It's like, oh, so-and-so's on XYZ. You know, right. I was on five or six platforms at the beginning of this year. Uh-huh. And now I'm focusing on two. Yeah. And my business is flourishing, you know, yeah. because you just can't energetically be everywhere at the same time. Yeah. And you're not going to energetically vibe with every single platform. And so if you hate the platform, mm-hmm. it's not going to work in the long term, right? Like you can fake it for a certain amount of time or, you know, repurpose, yada, yada. But at the end of the day, it really all comes back to people get your vibe on the platform. Yes. And if you don't like being on the platform, <laughs> that's going to be, that's going to come across. And so it's, it's not going to resonate with people in the same way. So there were a lot of digital entrepreneurs and we weren't calling them this 10 years ago, but that's really what they were who kind of paved this way for how a lot of entrepreneurs use social media that that's where you get the I got to be on every single platform. Um, And then with the shift in 2020, people were starting up their businesses, lots of startup culture going on. And some people are booming, and other people are, are struggling. And now everyone's like, you know, TikTok, Clubhouse, Instagram, YouTube, podcast, everything. And they're they're working more more hours in a day more hours in a week than they did at their day jobs people we we saw some TikTok videos um a couple months back of a, a trend of people saying like oh i thought quitting my nine to five that i'd have more time freedom but i'm working 60 plus hours a week now how can wellness be used to help um digital entrepreneurs start up their businesses in a more sustainable way? Yeah. Well, I think it really comes first off to a mindset shift and appreciating, you know, you really have to filter what you're seeing on social media, you know, like the numbers people are spitting out and the timeframes, you know, like X amount of K week or day or whatever. Yeah. There's not a lot of transparency of what that number really even means. That's one piece. And Mm -hmm. two, like you have to, Go back to trust. You yeah. have to trust that you are on your own timeline. And maybe the said person had this incredible luck and it partly had to do with this secret strategy. Mm-hmm. But probably not. Like most of the people had, had already been doing it for years before March 2020 hit. Yes. And they were just like way more primed for that boom. Yeah. Then those of us who jumped into the pool at that date, right? So it's yeah. it's just being a little bit more kind to yourself mm-hmm. in terms of the criticism and the timeline and, and just accepting that, okay, you, it's not sustainable 60 hours a week mm-hmm. and, and, and start by reverse engineering. It's like you got out of the nine to five to have more control over your life to have flexibility in your schedule, to have maybe flexibility of geographical location, all of those things. And do you still feel that way? Maybe not. So what are your priorities? This is the perfect time in the beginning of the year, you know, like what 
how do I want to feel in my business? Do I want to feel frantic and overwhelmed? No. So how can I structure it in a way that it's sustainable? Mm-hmm. My growth is sustainable that, and, and, and also, you know, everyone's talking about how they are wanting to scale and I too want to scale, but I've realized, you know, it needs to be in a sustainable way. Yeah. I, you, you need to learn how to expand your energy, your capacity to hold more, particularly when you're talking about coaching clients, mm-hmm. you know, I hold a lot of space for people. Yes. I, I can't, I couldn't handle it if I got a contract tomorrow for 50 new clients. Yeah. I would have to outsource that. Right. So, yeah. And, and if I start going down that rabbit hole, it's like, no, I really don't want to manage a team right at this point Mm -hmm. in the future. Yes. But I don't want to like shift the whole thing tomorrow. I I want to feel into it and, and really um, perfect my, my messaging. And also like, what is it that I want to share with the world? What is it that I want to build moving forward instead of to your point, like, Oh, so-and-so is doing this. I'm going to throw that into the, yeah. the basket and this, and this, and I'm going to try that. And that it's, it's about having an approach that's much more aligned with who you are, what you want, how do you energetically want to feel every day and, and, you know, maybe some also like aligned with your human design, aligned with where you are. Are you a mother? Do you have small children? Like all these things can can factor in so that you're not feeling like you're behind every day because yeah. that is exhausting. Yes. To always trying to catch up. Uh, and it's funny because a lot of people don't actually, if you look to some of these top gurus like Tim Ferriss, Mel Robbins, a lot of them actually talk about how much they prioritize their wellness, not the work, 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 do, do, do. Um, a few years back, watched a video of Tim Ferriss and he's the way that he shuts the world out during his morning and nighttime routine. And it's exactly what he needs and nothing else. <laughs> yeah, well, he's he's a great example of um, in his four hour work week. I mean, we all have the dream to get down to four hours, but I'll be, I'll be happy at 20 or 25. I, it's really the, one of the biggest takeaway points there is, you know, taking care of your energy, streamlining, like Mm -hmm. what you're focusing on. And the number one easiest thing you can do is stop listening to the news, which he also plants that seed. We waste so much energy, like tuning into negative information that, even a decade ago, but certainly like 50 years ago, our, our, you know, humans were not carrying the weight of world tragedy. Yeah. Not to mention like the, the competitive nature and like, you know, the business, what's going on and all the things, the FOMO, right? Yeah. And so I think um, to answer your question and maybe bringing it back to the analogy with the athlete, when I mm-hmm. was training, when I first got sober, I traded drinking for running <laughs> and I tra- trained for a half and then um, a marathon and the rest day you run, you know, most coaches tell you to run six days a week. And then there's like a day that you do nothing. And like hardcore mm-hmm. coaches would, the hustle coaches will tell you to do yoga or to do something that's not running. Right. Yeah. But I always did nothing like yeah. nothing. And um that's when you're growing 
Like that's when your body's integrating everything that you just did over the week. It's, it's, it's settling. What, what do you really need to put in long-term memory? Like what does your muscles in the sense of, of training as an athlete, your muscle memory, what do you need? What do you need to let go of? What, what's the, the tension that you need to let go of? And if you don't grant yourself that rest, that's that perspective. And so in order, and from a wellness perspective, it's building though, that rest, that break, that reframe time, mm-hmm. reflection time um, into your day, like the the, the, yeah. the buffers, the morning and the bedtime routine. And, you know, if you're at the point, because I know when I was started working with a health coach, you know, she was 10 years younger than I was and didn't have children. And she's telling me to like set my alarm and get up 20 minutes earlier, even though I'm like barely waking up because I my children are slapping <laughs> me. That's why I'm waking up. Right. <laughs> I'm like, why would I wake up? But that planted the seed. You know, I thought it was crazy, but I yeah. tried it for two weeks and it, you know, 20 minutes. Now my morning routine, sometimes when I, when I can, it's like up to two hours because yeah. I, that's my me time. And that's like, sometimes it's listening to a podcast. Sometimes it's journaling. Sometimes it's out in nature. Sometimes it's laying in bed. Not very often. I'm, I'm like, morning person. <laughs> I, I would much rather get to bed earlier than, than wake than sleep in. But it's just knowing that you're not on or you're not, you know, yes. available energetically yeah. all d- waking day. And, and really putting up those boundaries, as you say, so mm-hmm. that, you know, maybe that's communicating with your partner so that they can support you with the kids, or maybe that's communicating via email to your team. Like these are, I will not be answering email, you know, in this 12 hour window every yeah. single day. Um, and it's, it's important to set up those, those boundaries of communication yeah. Because moving forward, especially like we're working with people in different time zones, you know, you get an email in the middle of the night, like it just needs to be okay that, you know, like the, the coach I work with, for example, and there's an automatic response on every email that I send to her that it's a 48 hour turnaround minimum. Yeah. And if you communicate that you're doing that person a favor as well as yourself a favor, because you're also giving them permission to start setting those boundaries. Like, yes, our brains are not meant to be plugged in 24 seven. One of my favorite tools that uh, Apple has put on the iPhones now is how they've elevated the do not disturb and focus. Yes. To focus. And I absolutely love it. My mom actually texted me yesterday and she's like, your notifications are on silent. I'm like, that's on purpose. It's very (laughs) intentional, right? Because I got very caught up in as soon as I get a message, thinking that I need to respond to it. I have email notifications off. I don't respond to email notifications. um, Even with the focus on, I don't leave it where I can see the little reminder of how many messages are unread. Because it, it really does something to your brain. And, and like you said, just thinking you need to be on all the time or connected to people all of the time. And it's, it's too much. Yeah. Well, I think going forward, most people feel the need to respond now, because if you don't respond now, you're going to forget because we're yeah. just so overwhelmed. Yeah. But I, yeah, I don't have any notifications on, which drives my husband crazy because <laughs> how can I, you know, I like my phone's on silent. Like I, I literally, 
but that's okay. Like that's yeah. how it was. You know, remember the the dial up phone? Like if you yes. want to answer, there was no answering machine. You know, you yes. didn't answer. And so it's just deciding like when you're checking in with your phone instead mm-hmm. of allowing your phone to dominate your attention span, your energy and your life. So yeah, it's huge moving forward. And, and one of my biggest digital wellness tips mm-hmm. for, for the new year is just, just hit delete all on your <laughs> inbox. Like if, if they want, if they need you and it was that important, they'll follow up. That's right. just how it is these days. You know, you follow up with people three times and no one's offended because we all get 300, my, my husband literally has 3,000, sometimes it's 10,000 unread email. Like, just yeah. email my husband. He's never going to see it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's the same thing with my partner. Like, he, he will have his, the notifications don't mean anything to him. Like, he does not care about seeing them. He's very much like, you're not going to be able to reach me. Do not disturb is on all day on his phone. I've looked at it and I'm like, you have a thousand, like, missed calls but the number seeing there i immediately go like a thousand why and i start like i'll have to start going down that's why i turn the notification off because i start going like i gotta respond to these people i gotta talk to these people and that i don't like it's not my responsibility to answer every single person who's knocked at the door like we we used to communicate through letters and wait weeks <laughs> before we got a response for something and and now we just think we got to be tuned in all the time but moving into uh digital wellness tips what are the absolute fucking essentials that a digital entrepreneur can use to prioritize their wellness journey going into 2022 well i mean i think you can pull from all six pillars that i mentioned at the mm-hmm. top um but also importantly don't feel pressured to adopt all of the things all the time you know like whatever if i've mentioned something and it resonated try that you know Mm -hmm. and i always help people make micro shifts so something you're already doing and just up the ante instead of you know trying to implement a whole new plan so for example um in most of us shower (laughs) i haven't showered yet today but you know that you can shower like slathering on soap and thinking about all the things you have to do today or you can mm-hmm. take that 30 seconds or two minutes and like lovingly suds yourself up kind of you know feel your skin you know put cream a moisturizing cream on your face lovingly give yourself a tiny little massage like these are a shift in seconds in your mm-hmm. life it's more about intentionality than yes. like, changing up the whole routine So that's one in terms of like mindfulness, like just do Mm -hmm. something that you're already doing for yourself a little bit more lovingly with a little bit more attention and care. And um, yeah, I think sleep is a huge conversation. We could do like a whole podcast on sleep, but (laughs) you know, you know that your screen is keeping you awake. Yes. But maybe what you don't know is your circadian rhythm gets set off at the beginning of the day. So if you can check in with the sun when you mm-hmm. first wake up, like hopefully ideally it's before 9am or 10am when you can still like directly look at the sun, your penile gland, which is like right behind your third eye chakra or chakra uh-huh. if you're uh, if you're into that, um, <laughs> it perceives light. And when it perceives yeah. that light, it sets off the cascade of your circadian rhythm. And that's so that like 12 hours later, you start getting tired and ready to down, downgrade into like a rest and restore mode, right? Mm-hmm. 
but if you are, you know, going straight to your phone, which isn't the same as natural light, or, um, you know, you're doing a whole lot of things that don't involve being outside at any point in the day. Yeah. There's just so many things that we're kind of like not connecting with anymore. And so bringing the sun kind of back into your routine can Mm -hmm. really help you get better sleep at night. And if you get better sleep, like basically everything in your life improves. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Your your attention, your productivity, your your creativity, your problem-solving skills, your patience as a mother, your like ability to fight off chronic diseases, like everything. So if nothing else, you know, implement some digital buffers, you know, some bookends to your day to really protect yourself from screens. You know, if you have to be on a screen, make it something not dramatic. Yeah. It's something light. It's not, you know, a horror movie or the news. Um, I, I personally love, you know, like friends or big bang theory or something that's like, <laughs> or like a silly cooking show, you know, like there's yes. no tension. There's no tension that's being instilled into your nervous system as you're trying to fall asleep. And then in the morning, just like be a little bit more intentional, you know, wake up, say good morning to everybody in the house. Like maybe I'll share, you know, hug or kiss them and, and, and just getting up earlier. I think the one major benefit for me has been like, just take that layer of hurry off yes. of my nervous system that everything needs to happen like right now, or we're not going to be late. Yes. It's so stressful and so tiring over time. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I- other than that, like if you can move your body, And again, do what you're already doing as a mom. We're like moving all day long. Like we're picking up kids, we're carrying groceries, we're doing all the things. If you can just like tune into your core muscles or maybe you're standing in line at the bank. Mm -hmm. You don't do that anymore, but (laughs) (laughs) whatever it is that you're doing, like standing, maybe like take a Zoom call standing, but do it with intentionality, you know, ground your feet, use, let me get be an abdominal Pilates exercise and something you're already doing instead of like, feeling you need to find slots of time in your day that don't exist. Yeah. And trying to trying to squeeze it squeeze it in in between every little thing. Shoot, I turn, you know, play moments with the kids into exercise. Mm. Throwing baby in the air is an arm workout, right? Totally. <laughs> um that is one of the things that I plan to incorporate more in 2022 is connecting with the sun. Um, I've started to realize how much just being outside first thing in the morning um, does so much for me in the day. I like, I'm the type of person, I don't like artificial lights during the day. I will turn off all the house lights. Please do not turn them on. Open up all of the windows, the sun outside, and we have a south facing windows so all the sun from outside is going to light up the whole house throughout majority of the day um and being more intentional about when i'm starting my day uh i'm going on walks outside so that i'm getting that that straight sunlight and fresh air through my lungs and like you said just connecting um with the earth and all i take is headphones phone and keys and even on phone it's just a podcast I want to listen to or some music that's going to calm me down so that I can connect into um, self. I I, I think that that is the biggest thing that you've 
you've said that I think is so important for digital entrepreneurs. There's such a disconnect from self, especially with all this technology. It's amazing because it connects us. We're, we're, it's amazing that we get to talk over you're in Mexico and I'm in California and we get to have a conversation, but that doesn't supersede connecting with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's it's designed to, I mean, really multiple things in in modern systems, if you will, are designed to keep, you know, us as quote unquote citizens, you know, thinking of ourselves more of, as consumers instead yeah. of citizens and thinking of us ourselves in, in terms of um, what we're consuming. And so now it's information, you know, or yeah. like a new business strategy or like, and, and it's this constant feel, the, the FOMO, the FOMO yeah. is going to be the end of us. Right? Like, <laughs> you, really, you really just need to sit back and trust that what you're doing is enough. Mm-hmm. You're in the right place at the right time. Things are evolving. You know, the seed is germinating, even though you can't see it yet. And, and just that we're not designed to do everything all at once. And yeah. that is not sustainable. Well, this was a beautiful conversation. So many tips and advice, um, you know, for people to pull from here. Where can listeners find you and work with you? Definitely. Well, I going back to platforms that I love, I'm uh, mm-hmm. mostly on Instagram. So you can find me at Megan Swan Wellness. That's also my website, MeganSwanWellness.com. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. I also have a podcast called Energetically You, where you can uh, tune in with mostly it's interviews with incredible other humans. Mm-hmm. They're inspiring tips. Um, sometimes I do like a solo episode. There are some guided meditations there as well. If that's something you want to try and you feel like you're failing, um, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Megan, for coming and talking with all of us. We definitely got the fucking essentials to bring in more wellness into our digital businesses this was an amazing conversation oh thanks Ari, so much for having me i really appreciate the opportunity (laughs) y'all have a great day and make sure that you are doing one thing for yourself today just one thing one thing that brings you joy bye bye (laughs) our focus here at ak and this podcast just the fucking essentials we need to show up as our higher selves and kick some ass in building businesses that use strategy and our own authentic sweet sauce to create something unique, innovative, disruptive, and sustainable for our todays and the next generations tomorrow.